0: Listening to Rumination Thursday on this February the 17th in the year of our Lord 2022. I'm Pastor Tom Baker, and with me is Wes Reimnitz as we're going to be about to talk a subject. But first question I have for you, Wes, is how's the weather up there?
1: Well, it's. Uh trying to drop it was an hour ago it was 32 degrees now it's 31 it's slowly getting there it's trying to rain and sleep but it's holding off for for right now
0: uh any idea what the rest of today's going to do
1: well they claim we're supposed to get four and a half inches this afternoon and this evening so we'll have to wait and see until noon
0: Yes, I've got a congregation in your area. I'm preaching at two of them, in fact, uh, tonight, and so I'll phone them to see if I'm willing to go. But a lot of times, the members, it's difficult for well, it's, them to get through snow and it's
1: stuff. It's looking looking outside, it's starting to rain.
0: Well, rain, I don't care about. It's well, the turning to ice drops, and then snow. Man, yeah.
1: Right in that area.
0: All right. You sent me an item talking about the faith of Phil Peterson. And a lot of people don't know who Phil Peterson is. I'm sorry, Phil Robertson. <laughs> Almost had the name. <laughs> but I used to watch their program all the time. What was it called? Duck Dynasty. Duck Dynasty. And he has an article here that I think is really good for our listeners to understand. He's the uh, patriarch of the Robertson family, and the duck commander business is really the backdrop for A&E's hit program. In fact, they had their hour-long finale which was the most-watched program on television, beating out American Idol with 9.6 million viewers, which is a record for A&E, Duck Dynasty. Can you tell us a little bit about what the program was?
1: Well, it um, centered around their business of uh, of, uh, duck calls that they (laughs) made him famous, and then it evolved into talking about the family values, and among the family values was uh, uh, centered around Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior.
0: Yes, in fact, at one time, uh, because he came out against homosexuality, being against the bible a and e dropped them but of course they had to put them back on and they continued uh with their programming until this final one which was the record for a and e and he says something really interesting he credits all of his family's success to their faith as you said in jesus christ and their devotion to living a Christian lifestyle. In fact, he said his family has managed to stay humble amid all of the fame, because they know that all blessings come from God, and in the end, everyone's going to the same place. Now, when I read that, I was wondering, what does he mean by that? And then he explained, where we're all going to the same place, and that is a six-foot hole. I thought that was really pretty interesting. Oh yeah, That we're all definitely. going to be buried.
1: Well, Paul says it a different way in Philippians, to live as Christ and to die as gain. You know, we all go to that six-foot hole, but but do we know Christ, and do we believe in, in, in Jesus as it is? Because as Robinson goes on to say, fame is fleeting. And as you know or should know, money can come and money can go. Fame can come and fame can go. The peace of mind with a relationship with God makes a difference.
0: You know, I I couldn't believe when we do these things, how consistent we are with what else is happening Uh, First of all, on KFUO, the by the way that was just before us talked about the reason we should be kind and forgiving to one another is exactly what Robertson says because of Jesus Christ. He has a lengthy understanding of that forgiveness, and he is forgiving towards those people that wanted them off the air because he says, as you just said, God is far more important. Uh, So this is the precedent that we set in our lives. The other thing is, this Sunday on the Lutheran Hour, Pastor Ziegler is going to be talking about the important distinctions between law and gospel. So we encourage our listeners to listen to that. And of course, last week, we had the president of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. He wrote a letter about how law and gospel makes a big difference in helping out people. And then you come up with this Robertson article, and it's very close to what we did on Wednesday. We went through Proverbs chapter 4, where Solomon tells the difference between the wicked and the righteous. And he indicates that the righteous who follow the way of wisdom, which is Jesus Christ, when you walk, your step will not be hampered. And you will run, but will not stumble or be tripped up in contrast to the path of the wicked. These people can't even sleep unless they have done wrong against someone and made them stumble. And so the path of the righteous is like the light of dawn, which shines brighter and brighter until the day of judgment is established. And the way of the wicked is deep darkness. In fact, they don't even know over what they are stumbling because of their unbelief. So all four of these items are really in agreement with what we have been saying on law and gospel for some 25 years and on our program also.
1: And I was gonna say well said, but but you, you also missed one other lesson that we had on KFUO. That was Monday with the Old Testament lesson when you did uh, Joseph, where he talked to his brothers that they meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. And I see that a lot in this, this lesson that, uh, of the Robinsons.
0: Yes, very good point. Monday's lesson, which is this coming Sunday, is about Joseph forgiving his brothers. And when they realized it was Joseph who was lord in Egypt under Pharaoh, they were really scared because they thought they would be put to death. But instead, he told them to go back and get the father, and bring everyone to Egypt, because there were five more years of famine to occur, and they came and lived in Goshen. And that was an important point that he made when he said, you know, you were selling me into slavery, but God was using it so that many people would be saved, as he interpreted the dream of Pharaoh about seven years of plenty, followed by seven years of famine and pharaoh put him in charge of making sure enough food was reserved for the seven years of famine
1: yeah and you know it's been about nine years since they took the dynasty off and then this article about robinson comes up and i think it's very speaks to us today on why Cancel culture is antithetical to the gospel of Jesus. There's the, the nickel word, antithetical. Why is uh, cancer culture antithetical to the gospel of Jesus?
0: What do you mean by antithetical?
1: <laughs> I knew you were going to ask that question, but uh, it, it comes from the Greek, of, and it's those And it came about in the late 16th century or 1500s, which uh, means directly opposed or contrast or mutually uh, incompatible, their opposing views.
0: Yeah, and this occurred in 2013 when the Duck Dynasty was suspended from the popular A&E show over the candid comments of the patriarch about homosexuality and religion. And he was condemned as a bigot by homosexual activist groups, including the Human Rights Campaign, etc. And so he says, five or six years ago, a guy came up and asked me, did I believe homosexual behavior was a sin? And he said to the Christian Post, don't be deceived. Neither the Sexually immoral, the adulterers, the idolaters, the male prostitutes, the homosexual offenders, the thieves, the greedy drunks, they won't inherit the kingdom of God. And But you have been washed, he said. You've been cleansed by the body of Jesus if you're a member of the church that is Christian.
1: I think that's important, you know the the public uh, it itself focused on on the adulterers, the idolaters, homosexual offenders and things that these, but they didn't catch what when what, what he said that you've been washed, you've been cleansed by the blood of Jesus. And all who, of course, all who believe in those promises of of Christ that he died upon the cross for the forgiveness of our sins are cleansed, and it's all those people that he mentioned.
0: Yes. In fact, he says, I simply quoted to them verses from the Bible where God stated what it is about homosexuality. It took him two weeks to figure it out that I was just quoting a Bible verse, and then He asked me a question, not to quote the Bible, and when I quoted it, he took it and ran with it. He thought I was just blowing smoke off the top of my head. And though the backlash from the secular media was swift, what happened that as a result of his boldness, and this is a very important point, a lot of good came forth. Boy, if that doesn't remind you of Joseph's attitude—that the deci- oh, yeah. uh, that his brothers put well, him into slavery—right.
1: That's why I say that lesson today. It it, it fits with what, what Joseph has said, whereas Robinson said, "We converted way more after that." God works in mysterious ways. So he he saw you saw what happened to his family in that cancellation of that program as a blessing.
0: Yeah, in fact, he says, he bears no ill will toward those who wanted to see him canceled. They rail against me in a lot of ways, but I forgive them. I love them all, he stressed. And yet that incident sparked in him a fierce desire to push back against canceled culture, a phenomenon he believes is both antithetical to the gospel and threatens to destroy free speech. And if that isn't what the church is facing right now, where there are those who are saying that pastors should not be pastors unless they don't speak against abortion or homosexuality, and they go ahead and Marry, say, a man to a man and a woman to a woman. And therefore, the free speech of the Christian church is really in problems. Not as bad as yet in Canada, where they actually arrest and fine people who speak. For example, our program on Law and Gospel, when we speak out against these illegitimate ways of life, it is not permitted to be on Canadian airwaves because the prime minister doesn't like it and he has made it illegal. And of course he's having a real problem now with the truckers who have been upset with some of the rules that he's making in regard to the virus. And it's losing a lot of money in Canada because of this anti-cultural point of view
1: you know what's interesting and well said what you're talking about i mean not only in canada but we see it in finland uk the china uh, all over the world besides us you know in, in the states but what's interesting is is how Phil Robinson answers that when he says that he's going to fight it with all his might. <laughs> he does it with the love of the Bible.
0: Yes. In fact, he says something that Proverbs says in chapter 4, verse 19. The way of the wicked is like deep darkness. They do not know over what they are stumbling. And he says this. Scripture is clear that those who pass judgment on others ultimately condemn themselves. Sinners are attacking everyone else, not realizing that they're condemning themselves because they are sinners also. That's a great insight.
1: Yeah, he goes on to say the two greatest commandments of the Bible according to Jesus. To love God with all your heart, soul, and mind and strength, and to love your neighbor. So, what happens with the so-called cancer culture when you're digging up the past? And I thought that was that fit very well into the problems that you were talking about.
0: Yeah, yesterday on uh, YouTube, there's this woman who's been involved in sports. I can't remember her name, but you often seen her for almost 25 years at football games, giving side comments. She quit being an announcer there because she said she wasn't able to really say what she said. And then she was on a program where they asked her about, well, this crazy thing that, the difference between black and white. And she said, no, you should regard all people as equal and not make a distinction between whites and blacks. And she was attacked for saying that by a black person who really feels you still need to attack white people because of the situation that black people are in. And she was saying, no, that is wrong. And she was very bold to say that, and she quit her position as an announcer, because she was not permitted to say what she believed. And that is what I think is happening with a lot of other people, that they're beginning to speak out uh, against these horrible laws that some governors are trying to put into place, et cetera. And therefore, we hope it's a, a movement that will spread not only throughout the United States, but also throughout the world.
1: And isn't it the light of the gospel that that cancels their culture, so to speak, that uh, they walk in this darkness, always going after each other and destroying each other? But uh, God cancels that through Jesus Christ and through the blood of Christ.
0: Yes, in fact, He says everyone out there should remember everyone who cancels others here and now, they themselves will be canceled after. So we better learn how to love one another, love God, and we better learn how to forgive people that make mistakes around us, or we ourselves will be canceled. Now, he has the right view of forgiveness. In fact, uh, I, I believe it was on By the Way, that he talked about the difference uh, between those when they are hurt, they want to do revenge in contrast to Christians who instead forgive. And what forgiveness means is not that you're going to like the person or like what they're saying, but you still love them, but do not like their lifestyle which they are in because God Himself hates it. And you're trying to warn them what is in store for them if they continue to live an unethical lifestyle contrary to the word of God.
1: I agree with what you're saying. I also put in my notes the Lord's Prayer. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. You know, that we want God's forgiveness. And we want that same forgiveness for those that have committed sins against us that are out there. And the other one was John three sixteen, how God loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whoever believes in Him should not perish or shall not perish but have eternal life.
0: Yes, in fact, uh, the commander of the great company said, John first John three one. See what great love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called children of God. And that's the attitude of this family. He says, God took away the written code and replaced it. Just love God and love your neighbor. I've removed all your sins. They're blotted out. I'm not counting any of your future sins against you as you trust me. Those who put their faith in Jesus are uncanceled by the blood of Jesus. He got us out from under the written code and put us under a system of grace. Now, if that isn't a great summary of the distinction between law and gospel, I don't know what is. The law is agree. a written code that you better follow, or else. Whereas the new covenant is a means of grace, and that comes yeah. from Robertson.
1: Yeah, I, I would agree with that. In fact, uh, you know, I took a look at that First John three, and First John four, and it's it's just a great passage about God's love towards us through through Jesus. You know, or or that famous line, "God is love. Whoever lives, whoever lives in love lives in God, and God in him." You know, and that's exactly what Phil Robinson, as you pointed out, talks about in terms of, of our life with Jesus.
0: He continues with the difference between law and gospel. He says it can't be earned. I, I remember on Tuesday talking with Mark Smith, uh, we said, you cannot merit your way into heaven. But there's another way you get into heaven, and it sounds like the word merit. Do you remember what it is? Merit. You you don't merit. uh... Into heaven, you what? Inherit.
1: Oh, inherit. Yeah.
0: It's a huge yeah. difference. The one is based on your works. To inherit means you receive a gift. And Robertson understands that. You can't earn your way. Maybe if I do this, he says, just love God, love your neighbor. It really simple when you get right down to it. And he provided that for us. And that, of course, is through the gift of the Holy Spirit.
1: Right. Or as he says, those who put their faith in Jesus are uncancelled by the blood of Jesus. He got us from under the red and call and put us under the system of grace. And that's what we've been discussing all through in the Long Gospel, right?
0: Yes. There's two agreements in the Bible, two covenants. The one in Exodus 24, if you obey the law of God, you will be saved. Well, nobody obeys the law of God. So God set up another method by which you are saved, and that's by trust in the promises of Jesus Christ, who did all the work to redeem us from sin, death, and the devil. That's really good news
1: you know it, it's just wonderful that we we were able to find this article and talk about it because as you say president talks about law and gospel and i are going to talk about law and gospel we're talking about the law and gospel and the forgiveness found in jesus
0: yeah it's becoming something that more and more churches need to learn about And I don't know if people realize, but I kind of have a publishing company and put out a lot of books. One of them, written by Peter Kurowski, was on the Duck Dynasty. And if you like a copy of it, uh, just send me an email, and for $15, we'll send it to you, Uh, postage paid and everything and you go to lawandgospel at lawandgospel101.com, and we'd be glad to send you a copy of the book that was written on Duck Dynasty, saying a lot of the things that he is saying in his letter. Well, thanks so very much, Pastor, in helping out with this, Pastor Reimnitz. I'm Tom Baker, and tomorrow... We'll maybe be talking a little more about this because there's a lot more in the letter as we continue to speak about law and gospel. God bless you.